Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's another episode of DeHuff Uncensored. Make sure you hit the subscribe button wherever you're listening to this. And don't forget, you can also watch me on YouTube. Just go to YouTube and search DeHuff Uncensored. And of course, like I say all the time, go ahead and share it with your friends. All right, today's episode is going to be a little bit different, but it is going to give you some skills at the end of this that hopefully will impact you in a positive way. All right, so obviously it's hard not to watch the news or be on social media right now without understanding what's going on. There's a big war going on. Whether some people want to call it a war or not, it is a battle that is not normal. Okay, right? That's Russia has invaded Ukraine and people are dying. And let's be honest, that's horribly sad. But A lot of people are going to sit here on their platforms and they're going to discuss the politics behind the war. I don't want to do that, mainly because I'm an idiot. And we've, you guys know that. I'm an idiot. Okay? But I do want to talk to you about some other things that are going on that I've I've been noticing as I scroll through, like, say, my Twitter feed. It's, It's fascinating the world that we live in now that I can sit there and and get real-time updates on what's going on in the Ukraine. And it's just mind-blowing. I remember as a kid, when the Gulf War happened, I mean, you you would see it on the news, but you'd have to wait for it uh, for whatever time the news came on, whether it's 5 o'clock or 10 o'clock or wherever you live, whatever time it pops on. But they also had like trading cards at one time. I have I have them somewhere where I have like Gulf War trading cards, which is really fucked up when you think about it. Be like, oh, this is the Scud missile. And, you know, you collect it. It'd be like, oh, guess what? I got Commander-in-Chief George W. Bush. Ooh, you're going to want to save that one. That one's might be worth something one day. It's just fascinating. Fast forward to now, while the United States isn't, officially in it we are helping out with it and i understand why countries aren't fully on board in in fighting alongside because once you do that that's a whole bunch of other worms uh in a can (laughs) that you're going to open and i get that but watching social media and seeing the the oh you know you got Volodymyr Zelensky, the president of the U- Ukraine, like he, he's literally just whipping out his nuts and saying, look how big my balls are. Because he's doing exactly what you would want a person in leadership to do. Is He's out there fighting right along with his fellow countrymen and women, shoulder to shoulder, defending their country. But what is driving me nuts is... Not that. I applaud them for doing that because you sit there and you watch this and you read these stories of courage. But what is bugging the shit out of me is us here in the United States and some other parts of the world, I'm sure, as well, where we're just sitting back watching, eating our popcorn and watching all this chaos unfold over in the Ukraine And we're just watching it, like I said, with our popcorn. And we're just watching it like it's another reality show. I've seen people, um, a lot of people out there, 
commenting on President Zelensky and how sexy he think they think he is and just like, mm, I just want to eat him up. Guys, he's putting his life on the line, just like all the other people out there in the Ukraine defending their, their country. But people are like, ooh, he's so sexy for being such a brave leader. Okay, and, and just totally just acting like it's not reality. You're watching it like it's a reality show, but not really comprehending what is actually happening. Now, there are a lot of you out there that do understand what's going on and are able to comprehend what's going on over there. But the way too many people on social media are just taking this as a an opportunity to just poke fun. I've seen people uh, painting the picture of Ukrainian people as tough and proud, which I completely agree with. But then also... The, you know, the next post is somebody saying, trying to, you know, responding to the initial post are, are talking about, you know, the vaccine. Then you also have, this one actually is kind of funny, but it's like, come on, guys, stop. There's people mocking uh, Vladimir Putin and, and the people of Russia by posting pictures of Steven Seagal and adding text that says, and I quote, Russia's secret weapon or just when Ukraine thought it had a chance, then you got a picture of Steven Seagal eating a carrot. Which, by the way, if you don't know, Steven Seagal used to be an action hero in these movies back in the day. And now he does fake judo lessons in Russia. And he also has a citizenship in Russia. And he's, he's very chunky now. But it is funny, there is that video, if you ever see it, Google search Steven Seagal carrot, <laughs> and you're, you're going to find a picture or a video of him eating a carrot. It's just funny. But that being said, it's it still kind of gives fuel to the idea that people aren't really truly absorbing what is actually happening over there. And again, I'm not saying everybody's doing it, but there's it, it's a concerning chunk that isn't taking it seriously, and, and it really bothers me. And maybe it bothers you. Maybe it shouldn't bother me, but it is. And, and it's just like people are really fucking dying over there. And it's, it's the, we live in this false reality that we've created, created ourselves by, you know, being super absorbed into these reality TV shows that we watch, whether it's the Kardashians or 90 Day Fiance or all, all these other ones. It, it it doesn't matter. It, we're, we're, we're just so lost in what reality is. So when something like this happens and smacks us in the face, we don't take it seriously. Or there's a good chunk of people out there that don't take it seriously because they think they know. We got these Twitter heroes out there that think they just know more than so many other people. And it's quickly... Before you start pointing the finger at one side of the aisle or the other here in America, well, it's the Democrats or it's the Republicans. It's everybody, okay? Everybody, as far as it, it's a mixed bag, okay? But there are people out there that are taking it seriously, okay? I, I just happened to pop on, I was reading a, an article in regards to Kyler Murray of the Arizona Cardinals want more money. And this is what somebody responded on Twitter. And it was just 
you know, not a huge name celebrity or anybody like that that responded, but it, I, I saw the comment and I'm like, yeah, exactly. This comes from Jersey Shore 713. I don't know who that person is, but I felt that they made a great comment. In regards to the Kyler Murray demands, this person wrote, not worried about a 24-year-old who's asking for a huge sum of money because he can throw a football. In case you missed it, there is a war going on in Ukraine. Timing is everything, Kyler. Exactly. I really don't give a shit about all these other miscellaneous things going on. I do and I don't. It's, it's one of those things I just can't help, but I'm locked in on it. It concerns me. It saddens me. Because you know on both sides of it, there's a lot of people that... I'm sure there's plenty of people on the Russian side that are like, why the fuck are we doing this? I don't want to do this. And I saw somebody, and, and I'm sure this is a famous quote, and I'm not really sure exactly where I heard it, but it's to the effect of soldiers don't start the wars. And I'm sure there's more to that quote, but you can really kind of just take, take that in right now when you think about that. It, and it's absolutely correct. It's the higher-ups that are, are the ones starting this. And there's a good chunk of those soldiers that just are like, God, I just want to be with my family. I want to be with my friends. I don't want to be shooting anybody. Okay? And it's, it, it, it's jaw-dropping uh, that all this is going on. And like I said, there's, there's a lot of people just really focusing on the entertainment value of, of this war, and that's disgusting. It's kind of a mixed bag, and I, and I kind of get it, and I kind of don't. You see a lot of news stories coming out of, like, the former Miss Ukraine. She's out there fighting the Klitschko brothers. They're worth, like, millions of dollars. And as soon as this happened, they got in there, and they're, they're fighting alongside their fellow countrymen and women. But there's also, like I said, there's, there's all these people that are out there fighting, these everyday people that they, they do whatever miscellaneous job for a living, and all of a sudden now they're just like, they got to learn how to load a weapon, shoot it, and all these other things. And they're just, I, I was reading something today where there was somebody that was just like, the guy has a prosthetic leg, and, you know, and he's, he's jacked up from something else, and he's out there fighting. And that's what you would expect. And that's what's fascinating. You see the, the resolve of the Ukrainian people. They're just like, they, they refuse to give up. This is their country, and they're going to do anything and everything they can to defend it. Vitaly Klitschko was quoted saying, we show our character, our knowledge, our values. And that's true. You see this. You see these Ukrainians fighting for their, their lives and their, their freedoms and all this shit. And it's just mind-blowing. But it is still troubling to me that I see that, that the media is really trying to capitalize on it. And it's disgusting. If you put yourselves in the Ukrainian people's position... You got to think, would you, just like separating the whole social media bullshit that is both fascinating and I fall into that trap 
myself of just getting hooked on it and watching it just like they want you to. And there are some positives of that on social media where you can get informed, especially if you have family over there in Ukraine. It is good to be able to have some sort of attachment to that so you can see what's going on. But if you were to put yourselves, ourselves, in the Ukrainian people's position, are you going to be one of those people that run to safety to try and live another day? Or are you going to be the person that goes out there to fight and risk your life in the name of freedom, in, in the freedom of your people, in your country? I think it's easy to say that, yeah, I'm going to fight. But then you see those videos of those, those kids that are saying goodbye to their parents, their fathers, crying their eyes out, fathers crying his eyes out. Because there's a good chance they're never going to see each other again. Because there's a good chance the dad that's an accountant or, you know, a baker or whatever, he's going to die. And it's just sad. And it's just, and then it kind of goes back into the idea you got these people just making these snide comments and eating their popcorn, watching from afar going, oh my God, I love this. This is great. Oh, how sad. I'm so rooting for them. And just, I don't think a lot of people are really wrapping their minds around what's going on. And think about if this ever happened on U.S. soil. And I understand that's very unlikely based on how our land is. It's just not very likely that, that that would happen. But could we as a whole set aside our differences that have been manufactured by politicians and media and stand side by side with our fellow countrymen and defend this country like Ukraine is? I hope so. I do. And I think when you sit there and you watch this, and like we all are, I think we can learn a lot from this war that's going on between Russia and Ukraine. I mean, they're all sitting there, standing shoulder to shoulder, fighting, resisting the big bad wolf that's at the door. doesn't matter their differences. Hey, you like this, or you don't like that. You like that politician. I voted for this guy, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. They're side by side fighting with one another for the greater good. Could that happen here? We are very divided as a country, and I'm not going to get into politics. But like I was talking about the comments about manufactured differences by the media and politicians, we've discussed that before. It's a very easy sell for the media as well as uh, in politics to set yourself up between other groups. And as much as politicians want to say how the media is an evil presence in our lives, politicians and media prey on the exact same things. Insecurity, fear, all those type of things that can cause division. You create division, then you create a group and be like, I'm in this group, I don't like that group. So if all of a sudden the, the battle is at our doorstep and we're in the middle of it, 
would we be able to set those things aside that have been created? I mean, they're there, but could we set those aside and work together to survive and to defend and then eventually to rebuild? Because let's be honest, whatever ends up happening, even if all of a sudden the war in Ukraine just ends. All of a sudden, it's just like ceasefire. Everybody stops. Shit's not going to be the same. It's not going to be the same in Ukraine. It's not going to be the same in Russia. It's not going to be the same anywhere because shit has changed. I don't know if everybody's realized that. What happens at the end of this? I don't know. It's pretty scary. Pretty scary. And sadly, Social media is, isn't helping things, and it just really disgusts me. The more I think about it, it's just like, God, you, I see so many random posts of people just not, not taking it seriously. It's sad. Those are real lives. This is not 90-day fiancé. This is not uh, love is blind. Boy, that Shane guy. He looks just like Gary Busey. Let's be honest. Anyway, <laughs> but you get my point. It's sad. It's reality. And reality sometimes is disgusting. And that's where we're at. And, and the reality is that people are dying. It's a horrible situation. And it's disgusting to see people that aren't taking it seriously. I do appreciate, on, on the other hand, the people that are taking it seriously. I saw Ryan Reynolds is like matching donations up to like a million dollars to help the Ukrainian people. I mean, that shit's legit. I mean, that's, that's what I want to see. Not everybody's doing that. And take a minute, look at those posts. Don't respond. Don't engage with them. But go search on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and you see those posts, and it's people that are just oblivious to what reality is. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting. Now, I was just saying how, how most likely the fight will never actually be on American soil. But what could actually happen is actually a little bit more scary. And we're going to get into that and how you can survive it coming up next. But first, everybody knows Total Beverage in Westminster and Thornton. They're amazing. Everybody knows Total Beverage has an incredible selection of beer, wine, and spirits. But did you know they deliver? They do. Did you know they have curbside pickup available? They have that as well. Yeah. And they also do online wine education classes. So stop on by 104th in Thornton or on Sheridan in Westminster and see for yourself. Or you can always find weekly deals, events, and even drink recipes online at TotalBev.com. Again, that's TotalBev.com. Total Beverage, everything you need and more. This is Chris Fusley, owner of the Blake Street Tavern. <laughs> Want to book a party during football season? There are 18,000 reasons to pick the Blake Street Tavern. That's how many square feet we have on the corner of Park and Blake. 18,000 square feet, three bars, and a beer garden with a 6 by 10 foot TV. And our food and underground social games room were voted the best in town by Westward Magazine. If only the men of Orange's quarterbacks checked that many boxes. It's the Play Street Tavern, where Denver watches sports. Nuclear attack. 
It seems like science fiction. But it can happen. And we're sitting there talking about how the war most likely will never, a war will never most likely make its way officially on American soil like it is, say, in the Ukraine, where you got tanks rolling in and, and whatnot, and, you know, uh, planes in, in the sky. But it's very unlikely that's going to happen. Not say it, saying it can't, but what we can expect here is the threat from the sky. Long-range missiles, which, as technology advances, is is a huge possibility. And with those long-range missiles comes nukes. Nuclear war. There are nine countries that have nuclear weapons. There are over right around 15,000 warheads out there. If we get to the point where we're being bombed, as the everyday person, Joe Schmo, you and me, what can we expect? How can we survive this? I mean, because you really start thinking about it. So one megaton warhead blast is going to vaporize everything in a half a mile radius from the point of impact. So half a mile, just done. That's for a one megaton warhead. Now, four miles away, all structures are going to be hit with a massive blast of air and just like literally just knock everything down. Seven miles away would be devastated by a thermal blast causing right around third degree burns. Yeah, it's not going to feel good. Up to 12 miles away, the flash, if you're staring at it, don't be a dipshit. If you, you see that coming and you know don't stare at it. The flash from the blast could cause you to go blind for at least a couple minutes, depending, I, I'm guessing, how close you are. So don't do that. <laughs> it's like, don't stare at the sun. I get it. Don't stare at the sun. So now, what should you do if you know the attack is, is coming? So you hear all the, that's like, I mean, basically... You're fucked if you're right around 12 miles away from the impact. That's a, that's a good chunk. That's only if it's a one megaton warhead. So you don't know what they're launching at you. So those numbers could be multiplied significantly. Is it possible to survive a nuclear attack? Well, yes, it is. So you know this, this is coming, right? You hear sirens and whatnot. You know the shit is coming. So what you got to do is do your best to avoid the roads because the roads are going to be chaotic because everybody's going to be trying to jump on the roads and trying to evacuate and go wherever, trying to go away from where they think the impact is going to, to wind up. So what you need to do is hopefully you have a friend or maybe you have one yourself, is go down in that bomb shelter. But there's a good chance, I don't know anybody here, or at least nobody talks about it, anybody that has a bomb shelter. So if you don't have one, you're, you know, you got to find, you know, something else to do, somewhere else to go. But if you do know somebody, go there. <laughs> it's kind of a no-brainer. But that being said, most likely you won't know somebody that has one. So you got to find something underground, it's like an underground subway station depending where you live. Is there anything underground? that you can go to, or a large cement building. 
If so, you find a large cement building, I'm sure, especially downtown areas, go into the basement of those, or at least if you can't make it into the basement or they don't have a basement for some reason, get to the center of the building. Now, you're going to have to wait. Okay? That's the big thing. After about 15 minutes after the explosion, debris and radioactive material is going to start falling from the sky. You definitely don't want to try to go outside before or right after this, this shit happens, okay? Kind of a no-brainer, but you know people. People are going to be like, oh, no, I need, I never, you know, let my dog out or the stove is on. It's like, yeah, it doesn't fucking matter anymore. So shit's going to start falling from the sky. And that's radioactive shit. Dust, debris, ash, all that shit. Before you know it, Everything topside is going to be covered in radioactive dust. If you touch it in any way, you can get radi radiation poisoning. So, and that's just a god-awful way to spend your last moments on Earth is, is radiation poisoning. So you're going to want to stay inside for right around 72 hours, if not more, if you can. And before you go out, you want to search the building you're in, stock up on supplies, water, canned goods, assuming you can find anything in the building. If you're at a strip club, get some steak, <laughs> get some nipple tassels. You never know when those are going to come in handy. Don't eat anything that was outside before the blast. Also, when you're inside trying to gather up supplies, see if you can find a radio because you're going to need to try to get as much information about what's going on as possible. So you're going to constantly, if you, you can find some batteries that go with it as well, and, and then try to make your way out eventually with all this, all these supplies. You got to remember too, there's going to be no cell phone, no internet. So you're literally going to be relying on radio. Nobody's going to be listening to the Huff Uncensored if, if we get hit by a nuke, okay? So when you go out, you're going to want to act quickly. So you're going to want to develop a plan quickly. Quickly search for other people. It's going to be a lot easier to survive if you have a, a few more people in your little group. But use caution because now you're, going to, you're in this apocalyptic world and you're going to have some asshole people. So if you discover that there is an asshole in, within your group, you're just going to try to separate those ties as much as possible and then move on. You're also going to need, speaking of move, you're going to need to move out of this area. If you're within like the 12 miles, if not a little bit more, you're going to need to move. You should move anyway, and you're going to want to head south because the stratosphere is going to be filled with ash and clouds, and it's going to be blocking the sun, and that's where you get those nuclear winters. And so head south, north is just going to be horribly cold, so colder than normal. So get out of there and head south and get ready because you're going to have to rebuild. And basically from now on, life is forever changed. There's nothing that's going to be the same now. Food is going to be drastically different. And the further south you get, kind of what I was saying about the radio, you, hopefully that was a one and done deal. And you don't have a bunch of other nuclear blasts occurring because assuming that that was a one-and-done deal or whatever, 
you head south, eventually you're going to get into a, an area that is, is clean and you'll be able to survive on more than what supplies you were able to, you know, gather up. And then hopefully you can get to the, to the point where you can uh, start growing food or find civilization that hasn't been affected by the nuclear attack. It's very weird to think about how life would change if, say, the United States was attacked. I know we think we're this big macho dog that nobody wants to fuck with. But in reality, shit can happen. Shit can happen, guys. I'd rather be prepared and then not have to use that information for anything. Listen, I'm not saying I'm always right, but I do remember when I worked at the radio station and I kept bringing up, are we ready to start working from home because of COVID? It's not going to get to that point, Scott. It's not. I had a lot of people telling me that. A lot of people. A lot of people in higher-ups that were higher-ups and everybody around me. Scott, look at the huff, Mr. Panicker. Oh, yeah, I'm the idiot. Then what happened? Okay? Like two weeks later, everybody starts getting sent home. <laughs> I'm just saying I would rather be prepared. I'm not saying that we're going to get attacked, uh, you know, by a nuke. But I would rather be prepared and have an idea of, like, shit, what are we going to do? I'm not saying go out there and build a, a you know, shelter. But at least when you're driving around, be like, oh, there's a cement building. I could go there. It's not too far away. Shouldn't be hit with too much traffic. You know, shit like that. Always carry a duffel bag with you just in case. I don't know. It's, it's weird to think about. All right, let's put a bow on this one. Do me a favor and, and, and justify my, my little rant by observing people on social media. And there are a good chunk of people out there that are being appropriate in, in not assholes. There's way too many people out there that are in regards to this, this war and acting like it's, it's just another TV show that, they're, that they can't get enough of. And that just bugs the shit out of me, man. Especially when I, as a father and I see these, these dads saying goodbye to their children and there, there's tears in their eyes and they're shaking from, from, from crying so much. And it's just like, that's real life. And, and while it is humorous to see these videos of, like, that guy, that Ukrainian guy uh, moving a, uh, a landmine, I think it was a tank mine, or I don't know what they're officially called. You, you military people know what I'm talking about. But he was moving a, a landmine off of the roadway, and then he's taking it into the woods, essentially, so nobody runs it over. And, and the dude has a cigarette hanging out of his mouth the whole time. Now, some people are like, yes, it's pretty cool, but that's only going to go off if, if a, an actual vehicle runs over it. It's not as dangerous as you might think that he's doing it because he's not going to set it off. Either way, it's pretty badass. But you see kind of the, the same thing is like we're watching those videos, and while that's cool, it's still like we're just, they're entertaining us. Meanwhile, they're all putting their lives on the line. And we all fall into that at times. Not all. I shouldn't say that. 
a lot of us do, myself included. I just find myself being entertained by, oh, that's fascinating. Look at that guy. Balls of steel. Forgetting for a moment, it's just like two seconds later, he could be fighting for his life. So that's scary. So, I don't know, take a moment. Maybe I'm just being a, a dick, but my heart goes with everybody fighting, the Ukrainians, the, the Russians that don't want to be there, right? They're just doing it because they have to. I just, it's sad. Let's be grateful for what we have here and be prepared. You never know. Shit, shit can go sideways quick in life. So just be prepared and try not to be so negative, especially when it comes to people on the other side of the aisle, one side or the other. And just remember, we're all in this together. So anyway, I could continue and continue, and it's just not going to make sense if I do. <laughs> so I appreciate you all for tuning in to Duff Uncensored. Have a great day. Be nice to each other. Don't be a dick. And my heart, again, is with Ukraine, and hopefully this gets resolved. But just remember, this shit's going to change the world forever. It's to Huff Uncensored. Let's keep moving forward. I'll talk to you next time.